Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. on SAFM. Career Box Training, Skills Development and Recruitment. Ms. Lizelle Stradom, who's the MD at Career Box, is in the studio to discuss the fact that last year the National Income Dynamics Coronavirus Rapid Mobile Survey said 3 million people and counting at the time had lost their jobs since the start of COVID-19 lockdown and related regulations. At this year's SONA, President Ramaphosa said South Africa continues to be plagued by high levels of unemployment, especially among the young. With that in mind, then, we look into the Career Box Training, Skills Development and Recruitment Organization. Since 2013, they have focused on empowering and improving the lives of young people and women through job creation, education and skills development. Most recently, they have received a Global Impact Sourcing Award from the International Association of Outsourcing Professionals for work done to advance and promote impact sourcing. They are also named a Mandela Legacy Career Program of Choice as well as being selected as a grantee of the Digital Jobs Africa initiative sponsored by the Rockefeller Foundation. Great work, one must say, but there's still a lot of work to be done, Lizelle. Good evening. Thanks for joining us. Good evening. Thank you. And absolutely, Sangezo. Absolutely. Three million people more that you have to somehow get back into economic activity. This despite the fact that the country is what stats is saying, some 7.2 million people are unemployed, who could be employed, should be employed. Absolutely. Um, To your point, you know, our job, our work is far from done. But fortunately, we have people like Career Box that are championing on and making sure that job creation is at the forefront of our agenda. How do you recruit your people, how do you engage businesses in relation to the skills that are available, in relation to some of the skills that are scarce or not at all available, because then you can speak to skills development and the training element of it, and also just being a recruitment organization, making sure that you get a very quick turnaround time between the confirmation of a skill being required or a resource being required and finding that resource is clearly desperate to get into the game. Yeah. So, good question, Sangeza. Unfortunately for us, the attraction pool is huge. We have thousands of young, talented South Africans that come through our doors every day looking for opportunities. So, that's not a challenge for us. To your point, the challenge is really placing them into jobs. Mm. So, our training programs are not rocket science. And in my experience over the years, it really has shown how youth and also job seekers lack the basic skills to secure a job. So our training programs is on average about two weeks because there has to be, you know, a fair amount of time where you're able to develop the skills, but also that candidates that learn a wanted job at the end. So our, our training program focuses on life skills, like, you know, communication skills, financial literacy, how to conduct yourself in an interview, even to what does it mean to come to work on time. But what we find or what we see is just how unemployment has eroded our youth confidence. So we spend quite a bit of time, you know, just getting our candidates, our youth to start believing again and hoping that there is something, there, there's something at the end of, you know, at the end of the tunnel. Um, majority of our clients are huge international brands from across the world. And the fact that they put their trust and customers in the hand of our young South Africans should tell you what amazing talent we have. 
and going to organizations and trying to convince them, I think, is the hardest part to say, you know, take somebody that comes from a disadvantaged background, give them an opportunity to work in your in your organization has been our biggest challenge. But winning this award has really opened those conversations and opened corporates to think differently on how can you do business, do good, and still run a successful organization without, you know, without sacrificing on your profits or even your performance. Let's talk about outsourcing versus insourcing. Many have decried outsourcing as a way of really just exploiting and undercutting, essentially, the thesis of the labor legislation in the country. Whilst, if the numbers are anything to go by and the constrained economic times, many people might feel, certainly those in business, it is a far cheaper and more efficient option to outsource certain services versus then having to employ if you like, those services. Absolutely. Uh, to, to the latter part of your comments, um, it is much cheaper to outsource. That is a given. But we also have such cultural alignments with different countries. And the talents that we have and the service that we provide, people or organizations see amazing performance results. So there's no sacrifice in terms of what um, employees are being, play, being paid. That is you know, according to the legislation. But contact centers is one of the very few industries where you don't need a qualification, you don't need a degree, you don't need five years or three months experience. We don't look for anybody that has experience when they come into organization. You get placed into a contact center as a contact center agent and you can really grow your career. If you think about my journey, I started off as a contact center agent and now I'm a managing director and when I started off, I did not have a degree, a qualification or any other, you know, 10 years experience but it was an industry where you could really develop yourself and get an opportunity to expand and talk to international clients something that you would not get if it weren't for outsourcing given the fact that you have been recognized as career box for the work that you guys are doing and some of these awards are testament to that this obviously gives you the necessary impetus and some of the resources necessary to kick on particularly in the digital space i mean you've been a grantee of the digital jobs africa initiative yeah. sponsored by the rockefeller foundation what does that mean and what are the implications for career box so what the grant the, what the grant helped us to do is really build our case study and also prove the hypothesis that it is possible to take someone from a disadvantaged background, develop their natural acquired skills and place them in the world of work. And it also helped us streamline the areas that we want to focus on. We know that we can't solve everything or fix everything, but it helped us streamline that our focus is women, education and youth. And the intent is purely to uplift women, develop their skills, and provide a fair chance of entering the workforce and achieving economic empowerment. And what we've also learned with our interventions that it has to start a bit earlier. So it, we are now having conversations with educational institutions about how do we start bridging that gap from mm. education into the world of work. And then you get our, you know, our youth that, are, that really just need guidance in terms of that financial literacy. So it has enabled us to build our case studies and go to organizations and say, it does work. We've done it. We've proved it. You know, join the journey or join us on this journey. It's not so much always about bridging that gap, but also just placing more emphasis on technical schools in this country, where then they could go straight from school into commerce and industry as artisans, fitters and turners into industries 
I mean, name an industry where there's artisans are required. South mm-hmm. Africa has got a lot of scope in that regard, especially among the young people who can just simply leave school and do that. But of course, the schooling mm-hmm. system itself isn't adequately embracing that and therefore not preparing people. Absolutely. Our conversations with the educational institutions is just purely about that. How do we partner to earlier, to your point, not bridge the gap, but try and equip our youth and our workforce for the jobs that lie ahead and those are those digital jobs and, you know, etc. Let's talk about um, the work going forward outside the Rockefeller Foundation, and more especially now that your mandate, whilst it hasn't changed, but you're dealing with far greater numbers than you might have anticipated you would anytime soon. How then is the organization growing so that it can make accommodation for that? And where can it be found so that the critical people who might be listening, who are in need of such opportunities and skills development, can access your work? So, good question. Where are from here? We are currently in three sites in Durban. So, we are based in Amshlanga, and we are based in CBD, and we've just recently opened a site in Amlazi in Mega City. And then over the next two months, we plan to open up our first site outside of SA, which will be in Kenya. Um, I'll give you my, I'll give our contact details shortly, but I think job creation has never been at the forefront of our agenda like it is today. We're currently in conversations with some good international organizations and convincing them why to bring the jobs to Africa, why BPO, and not invest in the Philippines or Manila. To my point earlier, contact centers is really one of those few industries that are entry-level, but you can really make a career out of it. And I think over the next two years, it's one of the industries that can really have an impact when it comes to unemployment. Short question, short answer, please. I've got 30 seconds. To the extent that you know the industry is looking for certain jobs, what do you believe South Africa must do quickly to essentially just rest this trajectory of increasing unemployment at an increasing rate? From where you sit, what should we do? I think we need to start joining the dots and embracing what we have. I think there's a lot of conversations where people are not brought together to the table. There's a lot of silo movements, especially in the in the government institutions. I think unemployment is a collective problem. It's not a government problem. It's also corporate. But how do we start incentivizing corporates and incentivizing people to even start practicing impact sourcing? So bringing everybody to the table and trying to solutionize it as a whole as, as opposed to individual. Let's leave it there then. Thank you so much, Ms. Lizel Stradle, MD at CareerBox, who offer training, skills, development and recruitment. Well done for the work done so far. I look forward to your work and for you to return so that we can say well done again because your work is receiving international acclaim as it already has. It's 21 hours. It's time for news.